0: Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show.
1: What up, what up, what up, Clitorati? <laughs> Femininity. Much like masculinity, this word has been on its own roller coaster ride over the last century from being considered synonymous with weakness to being completely squashed in the 80s by the desire to be taken seriously in the patriarchal workforce to today with the reemergence of the feminine as something to be celebrated in all her glory from the mainstream adoration of the curvy woman to 200 plus female billionaires to straight up goddess worship and a book called Pussy, a Reclamation becoming a New York Times best Seller. So, we're here in the studio with the Click Crew today to discuss their personal take on femininity the good, the bad, and the beautiful.
0: Fuck yeah.
1: Fuck <laughs> yeah.
0: You're
2: <a> fucking moody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bitches. Just
0: what do you think of when you hear the word femininity?
2: Let me lick your pussy. What do you think of feminine? And your cock. Because <laughs> we're both. Sugar, I mean, it's like, I think of a pussy, and I want to lick it. (laughs) So Even though we all have feminine and masculine. So I feel like when I hear feminine, I think of the feminine nature that we all have, the emotional side and nurturing side and flowy side. Like, that's what I think of. I think of sensual and gentle, not exclusive to women, men and women.
1: But feminine, yeah. I think of like soft, mm-hmm. yeah, like the very textured kind of
0: words. I think like empathetic, like being in tune to people's emotions and mm-hmm. being able to get a read of that and be able to kind of mirror off of someone's emotions.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a, mm-hmm.
0: the divine receptive
3: feminine. It's very femininity is very tuned in. It's very aware and receptive and like not unapologetic about it. Mm, mm. It's like you're actually giving a gift to the masculine by being the receptive feminine.
1: Yeah, when you're actually owning your femininity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I like that. So, do you experience yourself as being a mix of the masculine and feminine?
2: Yeah, uh, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I think in my career, a lot of times, I have to be more masculine because. I'm sure Rachel, you can attest to this in the as a musician, you're working with a lot of men and I would be the band leader. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to be the boss. Mm-hmm. And I literally found myself acting like one of the guys to survive. You did. I totally acted like one of the guys. As and the I would, like that d- defense mechanism, really, right? Well, it was the only way to survive. I was on a bus with six other guys who were talking about their erections and taking a
1: shit. And if I wasn't cool with it. Right. Get off the bus. Mm-hmm. She was on this bus yeah. with my husband. Yeah, so he was I, one of the worst. Yep, I'm sure he <laughs> was. Yeah, totally. he I was. had to. I had
0: to hang. I had, and they would compliment me. Oh, you're you're like one of the guys. Mm-hmm. You're so cool. Like, yeah, thanks for just being cool. And I was numb to that because it wasn't a choice for me. They would always make a joke. Thank God, there's no HR department in the music industry, mm. right? Because <laughs> the, the it was crass, and I I. If I didn't hang, I was fired. Was it challenging at times? I mean, I was so numb; I didn't even realize it till after the fact, until I was like removed from the situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, my then current boyfriend said, "You know, you make a lot of jokes about my dick, and (laughs) it doesn't." He he said this in a very loving way. He said, "You know, it really emasculates me." Mm -hmm. And I thought I was being cool, but when you're in an intimate relationship with someone, that's not cool. Right, to be one the of the guys. They don't want they, you to be one of the guys. They want you to be their girl who is like supportive and, you know, supports their masculinity and their manhood and doesn't make jokes about their penis size.
3: Truth. Yeah. So, so you got stuck in the masculine.
0: I did a little bit. And, and when he, it was literally this moment, he pointed it out to me and I was just kind of like, huh. And it literally transformed for me in that moment. And, and it's continued. There's been obviously layers to the onion, but. Yeah, it really transformed, and now I'm like, if I were ever in a situation like that again, I think I would handle it quite differently. I'd be like, look, you guys can do what you want to do, but please respect that. Like, I am a lady. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily. uh, It takes a lot to offend me. However, like, do be aware of that. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna rat you guys out, but don't make jokes about loose
1: pussies in front of me because I don't think it's funny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had I've talked about this on the show uh, in season one, but. I had a series of injuries all on my left side, which is your feminine side. And my biggest takeaway was my masculine, my masculine side was taking over too much. Where I was so imbalanced that it was physically injuring my body. Mm. Um, and that was a, during a time where I thought, I mean, it's funny when I think about this because it's, I felt the really the need to financially support my family. And I was struggling to do it and still do what I loved, embracing like the feminine artistic side of myself because I had seen my husband do it and really nurture his artistic sensibilities and then make a career out of it. So I was working as a nurse and then pursuing an artistic career and not really doing either one of them well enough so that I was actually taking care of myself at the same time. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what was going out. So um, balancing the masculine and the feminine has been a really interesting roller coaster for me, especially now that I'm pregnant. I feel like I go through phases where sometimes I'm more masculine and sometimes I'm more feminine. Like, right now, I definitely have needed to be cared for more, and (laughs) I get tired, and I'm like, I need to lay down. I don't know that that's like more feminine? So I,
0: like a nap? I do think
1: <laughs> I do think of it to to take care of myself. You, yeah, self-care is feminine. Self-care.
3: Mm. Versus mm. that masculine just power through. Mm. Yeah. Don't listen to your body, just, you know.
1: That's how I think of it. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. um, you know.
2: Gender neutral, right? Well, you bring up a good point about like it's kind of situational mm-hmm. when the masculine is more dominant. Your masculine energy is more dominant, and when your feminine energy is more do- dominant, and I-, I could attest to that, it is pretty situational. Us when we're in when we're in our work, all of us, as we've kind of pointed out here, our masculine energy probably takes the front, like the driver's seat, a little bit, um, and I and I think that. There are times when our, our feminine is taking the front seat and both uh, both can be determined by the situation that's happening. Work. I need to cause my co-workers and we need to meet this deadline and we've got to get this done and then we've got to plan and be strategic for like next week's goals. That's so masculine energy driven. And then when we're like what you said, Lindsay, playing almost the listener and observer being attuned and having that Empathy, our feminine energy is taking a front seat. And so, man or female, it's being like attentive to what's kind of needed and letting the, you know, the whatever energy needs to come out more um, in that moment. But I mean, from an authentic place, you know, and I've definitely noticed times where my masculine energy is taking a front seat or my feminine energy is taking a front seat. And it's not authentic at all. I'm either in like, this emotional roller coaster, and the world is against me. And then, or I'm like, oh, fuck them. They didn't meet their fucking deadline. Well, I'm going to get on their ass and we need to make this happen. And it's like, well, that's a little dramatic there, right? And so just allowing what is needed for the situation and ultimately being in a balance, because there could be a moment where you need to be a little bit more feminine or have the feminine energy come through, or you need to have the masculine energy come through, man or woman, mm-hmm. and be attuned to what's needed to provide. And ultimately, even if it's a little bit more feminine energy or a little bit more masculine energy in the moment, depending on the situation, there could be balance in that, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's not 50-50, maybe it's 60-40, and then that balances out the situation situation. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because you touch on something. When a woman gets upset, she's being dramatic. But when a man gets upset, he's just upset. Like take, for instance, the whole Serena William Tennis thing, right? Remember what happened with her? No. She had like a meltdown on the courts and everyone was, you know, saying, oh, she's being dramatic and all this stuff. And then she made a point. <laughs> she did this whole speech where she pointed out like 10 times guys had done it and so basically the ref had made some call on her that was really extreme. She mm-hmm. felt for her reaction. She's like I just got upset. She's like what about the time this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy did the same exact thing I did and they were the ref did not have as a severe call on them. Mm-hmm. And it was it was national news and mm-hmm. she brought up a really good point when a female athlete or even just any woman I think there's a double standard like if she gets upset she's being dramatic but if a man gets upset he's just being a man mm-hmm. and she really pointed it out and it was they did the whole they did a whole Nike commercial about it right
2: mm-hmm.
0: like and they said you know, if a woman does this, she's this. If a woman does this, she's that. And they're like, actually, you're just a person or something like that. It was really this. I was, like, crying watching this Nike commercial. It was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting. There's a double standard for masculine and feminine emotions. Not necessarily men. I mean, this particular was about men and women. But
2: mm-hmm. right.
0: there's kind of that double standard there.
2: Well, yeah. And as a society, we, like, somehow make masculine mean male and feminine mean female. Right. Which is such an issue because if you have—if you're all masculine— you're probably going to have disconnection in your life. And if you're all feminine energy, you're probably going to have disconnection in your life because there's no balance.
0: Well, I think what I'm pointing to is the double standard that women should be mostly feminine Mm -hmm. and men should be mostly masculine. And there's different standards for sexes Mm -hmm.
2: because of that. Yeah, and it's classified. Like masculine, men should be masculine, women should be feminine.
0: So they can't have the same reactions. Mm -hmm. Right. Because there's that women should be... This way. Deities and pure. Mm-hmm.
2: Fuck that. And, and
1: subservient. Yeah, subservient.
2: Women don't curse, you motherfucker.
1: We do now. <laughs> you know, when I think about
3: the mix of feminine and masculine, I think about it in terms of my sexuality. That um, being, you know, having a high libido, um, I've often characterized myself to people, well, I'm just like a guy. You know, like that's how I explain that, you know, I arouse easily and that I'm, you know, have a wide spectrum of what turns me on. And I'm just like a guy or I'm visually stimulated. But it's interesting because reading Sex at Dawn, it talk like giving, realizing that's actually an innate female quality
1: Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm.
3: be highly sexual. Mm -hmm. And we've just, our society has told us that that's not what it is to be feminine. So with no other way of explaining it, oh, I must just be like a guy. No, actually. And that feels so great to actually realize this is my truth. This is who I am. This is actually my feminine, like fully being realized. Um, Because it it isn't just like a guy. I remember like saying that and feeling like that doesn't really explain it, but it was just like kind of a shortcut to... It's how someone else could understand understand it Understand it, exactly. understand it quickly, mm-hmm. but it, but it wasn't
0: real it's for me. It's Funny that masculine mm-hmm. energy is atti- like attached to high libido, when yeah. it's women
2: who really have <laughs> super high libido. Well, it's a feminine. It's a feminine. It's a feminine. It's associated with feminine energy, high libido, right? So men and women have both masculine and feminine. So if a man has is you know really connected to the feminine energy, has a lot of it. Like those guys have high libidos, you know? Like, right. You, and you actually you can think that of to that him guy. being connected to his
3: feminine energy, L- yes. not ultra
2: masculine. And a female who's all masculine energy, you know, feminine energy, yeah, pussy's turned off, no yeah. connection, right? Hmm. That's interesting. Thank you. Hmm, interesting. I just have you popped guys- out of my pussy right now. <laughs> uh,
0: have you guys ever been in a relationship with a quote unquote super feminine man? And if so, like, how was that for you? Or are you, are you ever attracted to like feminine men? I'm
3: starting to be. Like, Mm -hmm, as I'm exploring mm -hmm. this lifestyle, I find myself being really intrigued by trans men and trans women. Oh. Rachel. Yeah. (gasps) It's really just, like, how it's so undefined. Mm -hmm. How there's no rule book for it, you know? There's not a set out—there are no set out gender roles Mm in— Relating to someone who's trans, and like obviously it's such a tough choice to make, right I don't think that anyone would would choose that if it wasn't like truly for their sure. truth right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i don't know i just have i have a bit of a fascination with it, and i don't mean i don't mean to like um uh, objectify it, but like i have a, an appreciation for that whole community.
1: Clip Talk is now on
2: Patreon. Woohoo! If you're a fan of our show and get value out of our podcast, please consider becoming a patron.
0: There are so many ways we would love to expand the Clip Talk Vampire, like hosting community events, creating inspirational videos, and who knows, maybe even someday go on tour.
1: Patreon is a monthly subscription-based crowdfunding platform.
2: In exchange for your support, we're going to offer you some super sexy VIP experiences. Like, we promise you'll have an orgasm every day for the rest of your life.
1: Um, no, sugar, we can't promise them that. But we can promise exclusive behind-the-scenes content, private Patreon-only discussion groups, live monthly calls with our cast, and then some. Go to our website, clittalkshow.com, for more information. Hey there, Clitorati, it's Katie. So, you all know I'm a nurse, and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awakened CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week, and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex, and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So, I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk, and they were an overwhelming yes. So now, you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there, and if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough, so do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. Did he say it was higher than men's or that it had just been suppressed, like it just was, wasn't non-existent? Or that, he said there
0: was a lot of scientific evidence that points to, like, the women's libido could actually be higher than men.
1: Right. And that the yeah.
0: drive for sex is
3: higher, that men just physiologically are only able to have a certain number of sex acts in a certain period of time where women. Right.
1: Like women can have, have multiple more orgasms. multiple orgasms mm-hmm. and men typically and, can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and
3: remain aroused for a longer period of time, totally and have more partners in a single sex act and all of that.
1: So okay. here's a
2: trippy yeah. thought like when my my husband is, you know, really connected to his feminine energy. Sex lasts longer, and he's been able to orgasm twice.
1: How does he get connected to his feminine energy?
2: Um, I think it's really uh, the space of sensuality before sex. Like, Mm. if we rush right into sex, like we're kissing, and the next thing you know, we're fucking. Mm -hmm. It's fast. It's short. It's uh, it's just like there's no like coming again. And um, I feel like that's a really come again without a refractory period. No, I'm saying like when. When the feminine energy is super present, Mm -hmm. that's where the probability of coming twice would come in. But for if, you or for him no for for him oh and how it much doesn't, time ha- doesn't is he does in between it doesn't happen off it doesn't happen often. it's happened twice in our relationship of like almost 5 years we're fascinated just to give yeah. you or like, or give
0: how, like, us all <laughs> the details <laughs> right. so, yeah what was it just, like was the second batch different was it more like you know creamy butter <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was that like truffle the, butter the, yeah. truffle
2: yeah. butter <laughs> there ain't no truffle <laughs> butter up in this pussy but maybe <laughs> so yeah um so to give you perspective it's only happened twice right which just shows that um, there's a lot of masculine uh, energy in in our sexual relationship We all literally have to like slow us down and uh, like force enforce uh, the space to for us to both get, get connected to that energy. I think it's really it's much more enjoyable for me when he's in a more feminine place and uh, when he's in a more feminine place, when his feminine energy is present with his masculine energy, the passion. And what's possible sexually is so much more of a Mm turn-on than, you know— when I'm, like, overly submissive and he's overly masculine and it's, like, slam-bam, thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Which is fun sometimes. And, like, if you're at a party or you're hosting a party, sometimes you need to get away and you need to have that. Um, but I just feel like there's so much transfer— <laughs> <laughs> She slides that I in. Mean, it. I mean, you know, just sometimes so you casual. <laughs> we yeah. have the party just need after to you go use have the have public restroom. Uh, uh,
0: but, like, she like, <laughs> just gotta fuck in the bathroom at Vaughn's. It's yeah, no, yeah, we can. Yeah, I mean, it's we, can, we have, like, three minutes
2: and our guests will not notice that we're gone.
1: Right.
2: So, like, have I been in a relationship with a super feminine man? No, but I have been in relationships with men that really fluctuate. Like there's a presence of the feminine energy and the masculine energy. So that's just something I've noticed with myself. Is there's a there's always a balance, and I think it's a reflection of me so much.
3: Can I ask you a question? Because mm-hmm. you're bisexual, so you're obviously attracted to feminine women. I mean, you're you're attracted to women women and mm-hmm. presumably their femininity. But in terms of your male attraction, does that is that a very different thing? Or are you attracted to a particular kind of man that is more on the masculine
2: side, and then your female attraction is very distinct? No, I actually like get really turned off by like overly masculine guys because I see it as a major inauthenticity, and I'm not mm. interested in people who have a limited awareness. Yeah, so it's a huge turn off for me. Um, I have to have somebody who's like super connected to just all aspects of their self that can like get emotional. Not try to look strong, not try to dominate me in the bedroom, not mansplain to me. Like, yeah. those qualities, like, it's got to—there's got to be balance. Otherwise, like, my pussy's not getting wet. Do you so know let what me, I mean? Let me
0: ask you guys a question. Do you think that
2: dominance and masculine are the same thing?
0: Or are they in the same world?
2: I think it's hmm. gender indifferent, okay, dominating yeah, sure. in the we bedroom. Gender indifferent, but I would definitely say that's a—that's a more of a masculine energy because— Submission is equated to more feminine energy. And again, that's gender indifferent.
0: Yeah. Well, I, well, because I asked because when you were asking her the question, I really like to be submissive in the bedroom with either men or women. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't like—I like to be dominated, include—like, mm-hmm. I like for the woman to be—and dom- done. I've had—I I've found myself being the dominant one in my relations to women, and it, like, just—it's okay, mm-hmm. but it doesn't turn me on. And so it's really hard for me to find a more dominant woman, mm-hmm. to be honest. It's very hard to find dominant women, I have found. I completely in agree my experience, with you. And I want to find a dominant woman, and it's hard. And it's like—especially because I've been the couple— a lot of the thirds that come and expect the couple to be the dominant one. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what if I want to be dominated? And Mm -hmm. so I was never really satisfied. Like, it was fun, but I was never truly satisfied because I wasn't like, there was one girl that was like, did a really good job of balancing it. Um, And she was, we dated her for a while, but I I just. Maybe you just need
1: to tell the girl to like choke you or something.
0: It's not so much about choking. It's more, it's really about your, it's really about your energy. Like your energy of like, I am the boss in so many areas of my life. I want to be told what to do in the bedroom. Mm. I don't want to be thinking of things to do. I want you to, like, throw me down and, like, do stuff to me. Mm-hmm. Tell me what to do. Mm.
3: And also that wanting to be desired like that,
0: too. Yeah, I think that's it, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so-
0: I, I guess I equate, like, if someone's being dominant or more masculine,
2: they, like, are really desiring right. you. They're hungering for you. Yeah, totally. I think you also can be— uh you can be submissive even if you're on top. I know that's kind of a tangent but like you don't have to be getting fucked or having everything happen to you. There's a way to uh, I've recently tapped into this where you're, you're actually on top but super submissive at the same time
0: I'm submissive. On, I'm submissive on top of your dick now, baby. Come, <laughs> come, come
2: on in. <laughs> Choke me out. See? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like point made right there. Point in case. <laughs> DM us if you want to know the tips to uh, riding cock and being submissive at the same time.
1: Ooh. <laughs> that's an interesting balance to strike, right? Mm-hmm. I have no idea how you would do that. I don't. Honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm so bad on top.
2: I'm so good on top.
0: Maybe I should watch
2: you. <laughs> you can teach me. you not have to give a tutorial. I love being. We're gonna watched.
0: do a YouTube tutorial. Close on.
2: <laughs> I'll hump you right now and show you if you want. <laughs> I mean, okay. Katie's done. Okay, Katie. Next Katie. Katie just got uh, so uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, she,
1: well, did you see her
2: face? She was like, oh. <laughs> I did. I totally. I felt it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, have you ever been hurt by society or your own personal standard around femininity?
2: You're not being feminine enough or you're you're being really masculine. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's not about masculine and feminine. I've had to have this uncomfortable conversation with my husband and like we have to use another word now because I we have different definitions of that. To me, I'm like, I'm bad and wrong, I'm not being feminine and I'm being masculine. Mm. And really, he's just trying to be like, I want you to be empowered. And he was like using this word of femininity. And I get being grounded in my feminine power may seem to him as a way to be empowered. But I see it as like, no, (laughs) it's me being totally balanced and grounded in my masculine and feminine. That's what's going to give me power. But this whole you're more masculine and you're more feminine and I'm one of the guys or like, oh, my God, I'm like such a girly girl like that's all just like I don't know I think just like such an authentic bullshit from society like there's so much of it now too yeah the
3: the people living into these stereotypes and different memes and uh, and different reality characters it's just it's so hard to watch Mm.
0: I literally had someone tell me one time like It's been so beautiful to watch your leadership transition from masculine to feminine.
2: Fuck you. And
0: I literally was like, fuck you. What, like, it's okay to have both. It's, what if I am a woman and I have masculine leadership? I just felt like I was made, like, so wrong. Mm -hmm. And it was so hurtful. And I didn't even know what to say.
1: I mean, who says leading with your femininity? I mean, that's almost saying, like, leading with your femininity is is weak or soft. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't it look strong. I feel yeah. like every time I think about it it's it's some sort of like weakness. Well, I felt so when yeah. they said that to me I just felt so
0: insecure that I couldn't be like effective or like straight because that was too masculine. Mm -hmm. And I needed to, like, process everyone's emotions. And I'm like, what if I don't fucking want to do that?
1: And who says that that's being feminine, that you need to, like, process people's emotions and put up with people's bullshit?
2: And who's to say that's even effective? Exactly. It's not not even effective. Not a business situation. Again, you have to be attuned to the situation. It's It's so situational.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true, and I've definitely grown in this particular project, being in a project with all women, yeah, and navigating how to do that. Because mm-hmm. normally, you know, you know, traditional workplace, it's a balance of men and women, but this is clit talk is all women, and it has been. It's taught me a lot about how to work with women,
2: and it has been really uncomfortable at times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and we've all, you know, we're constantly. Um, ebbing and flowing with where our masculine energy showing up, where, where our feminine energy working is showing up even as women working together and, and that to me is, is, is super healthy because we could be totally slut shaming each other or bitching or cat fighting and like there would, there would have been no balance. I feel like we've done a really good job of just like finding having, it having that balance where you like a mom that scolds her child is not said you're being masculine
0: yeah. Right, but right, like, wait, right. It's yeah, like no, yeah,
2: that's. Yeah. that's Do you want to end up super being. masculine like your big brother? <laughs> like, like it's a threat. Yeah. Like uh, it's and, like a when you bad get, thing when you have to get straight with somebody in work, like you guys have done with me when I haven't pulled my end of like you yeah. know the car in here. <laughs> yeah how 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 are it's, how are we? Was I like a balance a masculine yeah. and feminine? Well, I think that you know that could be seen as oh you guys are being masculine, but it goes back right. to the mother that's scolding the child like that can be so feminine and you guys standing for me in that way is like super balanced because it's like you didn't make me wrong. You didn't get super upset with me. You were able to share your emotions powerfully. You were able to be like, so here's what needs to happen. It was just like the perfect balance of masculine energy. I love that you
1: brought brought that up because I do feel like I have found my feminine power Mm -hmm. as a leader in this project. Just like running the production Mm -hmm. and being able to have straight conversations from a loving nurturing place but also a very productive place of what's what works and what doesn't work and mm-hmm. i think it's completely feminine i feel super empowered in my femininity mm-hmm. when i've gotten to do that where before i really think i experienced femininity as like oh i have to cry or it, <laughs> yeah, right. you know mm-hmm. like i it has to be this big emotional thing and then i have to put my you know my man pants on and like you know so it's been such a great experience working with women for these last two years so if if nothing if I get nothing out out of this project is I've gotten that that like real strong feminine leadership experience Mm -hmm. well we're talking Mm -hmm. about
0: some of our favorite experiences of like the feminine energy I want to know from you guys like what are some of your personal favorite expressions of the masculine both in other people and
2: in yourself hmm Definitely being dominated, thrown against a wall, and thrown on a bed. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one, too. (laughs) Fixing shit around the house. Oh, Um, yeah, that's
0: good. (laughs) We all just got wet. I know, exactly. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm so bad at it. Mm -hmm. We tried to hang studios in the curtain, and we, like, an hour into it, I was like, this isn't going to fucking happen. We need a— clit talk meets a man like,
2: like, i know totally like drilling the holes in and the it was wall. like
0: international women's day i was like right. are we failures as women yeah i know <laughs> so pretty ironic so right good at a lot of things hanging curtains is not one of
2: them <laughs> i know women that are good at fixing shit too and that's you know masculine energy and i've had women like dominate the fuck out of me in the bedroom and that's masculine energy so again gender indifferent yeah right it,
0: definitely what about you rachel what are some of your favorite expressions of the masculine well, definitely
3: being thrown against a wall. <laughs> we got that yeah. one. <laughs> I think that sounds like it's pretty universal. Um, you know, it's funny because when I, I think about masculine, I do think about it as gender nonspecific. And I think of my sister, and Lindsay, you actually know my sister, mm-hmm. and she's a really powerful leader. Mm-hmm. And you probably agree that she has like a beautiful masculine expression in how she has—
2: Which um, one? The oldest or the middle? The oldest. Oh,
3: okay, okay. Um, oh yeah, and how she can have really difficult conversations with people, and she does so just in such a straight way that people just like get her commitment to them mm-hmm. and um, so it's like it again, the balance of masculine and feminine comes in, but like it can be startling some of the conversations that she can have with me because they'll feel like they're really confronting, yeah, but um, and she's like unapologetic about it, but you know, her commitment to. To me is clear, but I feel like that she definitely is, um, you know, she helps to run our business as well and she can just have the most difficult conversations and, and she does so like she does so eagerly. If she knows there's an uncomfortable conversation that she needs to have, she cannot wait to have it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Damn. She like, gets off on wow. it. Wow.
3: Yeah. Well, no, not. I don't think she enjoys it, but she just knows. She knows that it's just going to feel so good afterwards. Yeah, yeah. She Once knows what's done. on the other as soon side as of she it. She knows that it needs yeah. to happen. She has to do it right just, away. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a masculine quality too. Like it's even just the fixing shit around the house,
1: mm. it's
3: that masculine quality. If something needs to be done, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just use the gender term, but I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be a man and just do it already. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, so I do want to talk about toxic femininity because we talked about toxic masculinity in the last episode, and and I had never heard of this before. And it refers to women who are hostile to nurturance and cooperation, opting instead for aggression and backstabbing to get ahead. So, like Mm -hmm. sugar, you were talking about slut shaming earlier, and Mm -hmm. that's an example of toxic femininity. So, have you ever, have you ever experienced? this.
3: So I have a nine-year-old daughter and I never thought i would be like dealing with issues of slut shaming at this age. But something happened that just kind of horrified me. A couple of weeks ago, I was just going through my phone and I saw, um, I, I mean, I, it's hard for me to even say it, but I saw like an erotic picture of my daughter. Oh my God. She's nine. That my Please son, my son. Seven-year-old who's now a child pornographer because he took a picture. Okay, so let me now let me give it some context. Okay. <laughs> I my she's in the bathtub and I'm in the shower right next to her, and they just took my phone which is on the counter, and he took a picture of her in the bathtub. But she then took my phone and like put a filter on it, and like blew it up, and like did things that girls do like when they're they're doing like a sexy picture was she
0: posed erotically she was
3: totally posed she had like a very come hither look on her face and I was
0: like whoa
3: that's crazy but then I then I thought to myself well when I was nine I distinctly remember borrowing like and borrowing stealing my sister's bras and, like, stuffing them and standing in front of a mirror and, like, fantasizing of what it would be like once I was developed. And, I mean, I, I, it was, like, my favorite game. I would steal, mm-hmm. go, d- run into my mom's lingerie chest when they weren't there. I used to do that stuff all the time. It yeah. was the same age. I feel you. So mm-hmm. imagine if now these kids have access to a right. phone. Mm-hmm. And then how horrifying. You can pocket dial someone by accident. Can you imagine if you accidentally sent –
1: Oh, my photo God. Like that. I mean, it was just, so like, it It was a horrifying thought. And then— So it was, like, kind of an innocent was fantasy like, exploration, like, for, for your sure. daughter. Like, with these filters and this phone and this fun picture. Is like She probably like, wanted to look like a woman just <laughs> like we did when
0: we stuffed our bras. This is exactly. just like the new digital version of that. Right. Exactly. But, oh, like, how man. scary it is. It's really—like, if it like, I this, feel uncomfortable right? hearing it yeah right but 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 when i think about the world she lives in versus the world we grew up in, i used to i used to make my mom was a nurse, and she had surgical gloves. I tried jello. I tried pudding. I tried water, <laughs> and I'd put them in the bra, and I found the consistency that looked the most like real tits. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did tafty. Trafty. They were awful. <laughs> it, was, it looked real, and then I'd walk around, and I'd bounce them around the house, and like, oh I was, you know, but, but I didn't have a phone or filters or access to that or know that that's what women do because that's, yeah, that's what like, we all fucking do. So I had had that
3: conversation with my nine-year-old. And what I just had it say? with her two days ago. I actually talked to my therapist ahead of time because I was like, I want to have this conversation in a way that doesn't shut down the communication between us. Mm-hmm. So that she, like, always knows that she can come to me. And I see myself in her so much. She's so—she she is so sexually turned on. Like, mm-hmm. I can—she I, always has been since she was yeah. a toddler, you know? So, um. I showed her the pictures and she was like, oh, I meant to, I meant to, you know, that we're just being silly. I meant to delete those. And I said, I get that. And then I shared with her. I said, you know, when I was young, because at first when I looked, I was pretty surprised to see these pictures, but I like let her explain herself first. And I said, and I told her the story when I was young, you know, it's one of my favorite games is to borrow my sister's bra and stuff them and imagine what my body would look like when it was older. And she's like, yeah. And so we like really had a moment of bonding. I said, you remind me of myself when I was your age. I mean, it's just, I know, I really know what you're feeling. She's like, I, and it was, it was beautiful. Like we had that moment of coming together. But then I said, but can you imagine if that and then I, This is – my therapist is the one that said, tell her, you know, you can accidentally pocket dial someone. Imagine if I accidentally sent that picture to your teacher or to – you know, and she was just – like, she got it. She got the impact of that and how that could be just devastating. Mm -hmm. And she said, I I could never even – I could never come out of my room ever again. Mm -hmm. I would just want to die. I said, so, you know, it's – so I just let her know it's okay to have those feelings, and it's okay to, to have the, have that kind of play, but you just can't take a photo of it. It's so yeah. dangerous. It could mm. it could alter your life. Like totally. no kidding, and alter life. And I think she got it. Wow, what well, what about it? Was
0: more a cautionary tale of like the digital age than uh, of like that she was actually doing anything wrong in the realm of sexuality? For sure. Yeah,
1: but you because did an excellent job. Good, <laughs> good job. Mom. Yeah. yeah, good like, job. Mom. A That's a mom. hashtag mom win. But yeah. but yeah, it's horrifying, you guys. It's horrifying. Yeah. Well, when you first said have... it, my heart dropped. I, know. <laughs> I was like, oh what my, couldn't <sighs> my because I can Nicole just, just
0: thing because it's like it's out there on the
2: world. Like nothing on your phone is safe no what god, if someone no. saw your phone they think you're taking the picture oh, like god, yeah. oh god ironically yeah. that happened to me when we did the pussy Oracle and I was the um demonstrated pussy <laughs> oh, there's oh, photos yeah, she, on my fucking phone and you did I'm not going send through, that to somebody no but I'm going through photos with my roommate one of my like uh, with, with I'm a married couple and, <laughs> and literally <laughs> oh, he turned god. his head just for oh, a moment coincidentally when I go in on that full frontal picture of my pussy yeah and I was like whoops And he turned around right at that moment that I didn't. I was like, that was perfect timing. Holy Uh, shit. I think this conversation to sum it up really is
0: our commitment is like, what does a healthy femininity look like to you? And I think that what we really discovered is that it's a balance of both and really loving and accepting both your masculine and feminine and the masculine and feminine and other and finding a way to like have those things we always say gender harmony on this show Mm -hmm. but it's like really having that masculine feminine harmony and like know that that makes up all of us and so just love and respect all aspects of like who you are and to to be able to explore both safely and in a new way after hearing this conversation. I hope that people feel a freedom to really explore both their masculine and feminine on a new level.
2: Beautiful. I have a quick question. You know that song, R-E-S-B-E-C-T. Can you do it with feminine, spelling the word feminine? Oh
0: there's a lot more
1: letters in feminine. F-E-M-I-N. respect.
2: Is there fuck? Never mind. Femininity
1: is like one of the hardest words to type ever. I typed it so many times.
2: F-E-M-I-N-I-N-T-I-T-I.
1: Yeah.
3: You no. can do
0: feminine, right? Feminine, I said. Oh, not feminine. feminine. I thought you F-E-M-I-N. said femininity. F-E-M-I-N. F-E-M-I-N-I-N-E. It doesn't work. to <laughs> Cut this Sorry. out. Feminine is my pussy. All right, Glitterati, thank you so much for being in this conversation with us. Go hug someone who's feminine and masculine. That's really anybody. And we love you. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, it's very much appreciated and thank you.